RadioInfluence.com. No, 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 no. Say it, say it, say it ain't so. The football is over. Football is over. Oh, no. What a Super Bowl. What a Super Bowl week. I'm back from Phoenix, and oh, my God, met a ton of people. Was on Radio Row, now called Meteor Row. Not only radio stations from around the country and around the world. It is a lot of digital companies, podcasts, shows, audio, video, sponsored by these betting companies that have a lot of money and even TikTok. It's changed. But you know what? It all still comes down to providing great content, getting ratings, and this podcast... The rock stops here. I talk to those that have made it to the top. How did they do it? Maybe you can take something from it. And my guest today is a sports talk radio legend. He is in a perfect situation for him. He's been a gambler, a better his entire life. He said he really doesn't like sports if he's not betting on games. But now you can do it legally. I'm talking about the one, the only sh- 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 shake it up, Scotty Farrell. He is host of Pharrell Coast to Coast every weekday, Monday through Friday, 6 to 3 or 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Sports Grid TV. It's a perfect marriage. Sports Grid, you know, Sports Grid is just perfect for Scotty Pharrell because they're all about gambling, betting. What they do is they break sports betting, news, trends, wins, bad beats. They cover it all, the winning edge. Now, their partners are FanDuel and SiriusXM. And during Super Bowl week, uh, Scotty was broadcasting from their own broadcasting sets, Sports Grid. And he was interviewing the top names, you know, around the world. Uh, that were coming through a media row on, you know, Super Bowl week. And he was also up there from, you know, they had a FanDuel uh, Sirius XM set, uh, several sets. And I saw him sitting up there. Then he come down to the Sports Grid TV set where he was interviewing these great guests. But he's just a good dude. I always thought that he was. And I, I very, very entertaining. I remember him on the Howard Stern channels, Howard 101 with Bubba the Love Sponge. Uh, when when Howard made that move from Terrestrial to uh, Sirius XM. Uh, when he did his Pharrell on the bench, when he was nationwide, he was so big. He had that music blasting, the rock, hard rock music blasting underneath. And man, I was just like, this guy is different. And that's his key to success. He'll tell you all about it. But he couldn't have been nicer. He was very, very busy. And uh, I'll tell you the back end on how it all went down. And man, I got a lot of behind the scenes stories. From my Airbnb condo in downtown Phoenix to everything in between. But let's get this party started right now with one of the greatest sports talk radio uh, hosts ever, ever. Here he is, my man, Scotty Farrell. All right, I am with the legendary, the legendary Scotty Farrell. He's still crushing it. 
He's got a smile on his face. You look fantastic. My life man. life must be uh, pretty good for you. I can't complain. So this is my uh, 25th Super Bowl radio row. Been to 15 games. Been to eight Steeler Super Bowls. Six wins, two losses. Not bad for an old fart. That's hysterical. You even know the wins, losses on you just attending. You don't forget six Lombardis. But I, I do want to forget the uh, losses, the Dallas and the Green Bay loss. That's why I don't like Aaron Rodgers. He beat my Steelers. <laughs> do you still love – it's a crazy business, and there's a lot of stuff in between. But do you still love getting on the mic, man? I like doing the show, right? I, I've done it for almost 40 years now. This is like my 39th, 40th year, kind of in the middle of it. And I started when I was 18 doing the Bob Knight show in Bloomington, Indiana, when I was a student at IU. I was not doing um, college radio. I was doing real radio. Uh, it was owned by a radio company. It was a station uh, in Bloomington. And the sports director was a legend in the area. To this day, he did Indiana sports for like 50 plus years, uh, involved in the football and basketball program. So he put me on as a, a sports reporter, then they put me on overnight DJing and I did, uh, you know, cover the Hoosiers for five years. And then I worked with Knight. So it started then. And here I am all these years later still doing it. I've always told people that I, I do it now because I want to put my two kids through college. Uh, one of them's going next year. The other one's going in three years. And that's really all that's left for me. I don't really want to be that dude that does it uh, when he's 70 years old. I'm uh, not that guy. Uh, if I if I can just get them both through college, I think that'll be it for me. I never cared that much about uh, fame and all that stuff. I really didn't. I liked being cool, and I liked doing a cool show, and I liked being well-received, and that people dug it, and it lasted generationally. So the fact that grandpa, dad, son, and grandson all liked the show meant more to me than money or fame or anything like that. That The grandpa tells me, I, I grew up listening to you and then my grandson loves you too and he thinks you're cool. The fact that the kids still think I'm cool, because you know, they, when they first hired me, they said I was gonna be this 18 to 34 year old radio god. And I did all that. But then I was still able to keep those kids, like right now on TV, our number one audience is 18 to 34. That's amazing. And I'm 57. That's amazing. So we have 260 million homes and the majority of the ratings are from 18 to 34. And I think that's because, to be honest with you, 18 to 34 year olds bet. They love to bet. That is interesting. They love, and they love to bet and they love to do fantasy. And so we, a lot of our network is fantasy and the majority of it is um, sports betting. And believe it or not, like my kids, my kids, uh, are all, uh, into gambling, into betting, sports betting, my son, and you know, he's not old enough to do it, but believe me, they get around it. Every 18 year old kid I know has action going on these games and they do it with their friends and believe me, you, they know how to bet. Uh, it's the craziest thing. Now that's not what I'm after, but I know that, uh, I'm after, believe it or not, you know, I want guys 25 to 54 to do it, but I'm not, I don't sit and do the show and think of, of age demographics. I'm just telling you that I know that what we're doing now, that's who it caters to. And I know that I've been able to cross all those genres through the years doing the show. Like, so I worked for Elena Bench nationally, and then I went to uh, work for Howard Stern. And then I went back to do for Elena Bench. And then 
they stole me to do sports betting television. So the television shows simulcast on Sirius 159, and it's cool. Like I'm still, I'm still on radio. The show is simulcast, but I'm not doing radio anymore at night. Like I did a late night radio for 35 years. I think I've, uh, I, I think I've filled the bill. I think yeah. I've done enough. Now, was there one for? Not nationally, because I, I want to ask you about when it was on the bench. You were you were at the height, man. It was so was big. Crazy. But what about like in San Francisco or different, like the local you did in different cities? Right. Did you like that at the time? Yeah. Do you like? And then that was good for then. Yeah, like so. When I started, uh, I started in Pittsburgh uh, at 23. I was working at KQV, which was uh, like a 10-10 wins, all news, all day. Give me 22 minutes, I'll ruin your day. Uh, it was all news and, uh, they did news, sports and weather. That's all they did. And they covered local news and sports. So I was covering the Steelers, Pirates, Penguins and Pitt. And I was on morning and afternoon drive and I got noticed. And next thing you knew, I was in Chicago and I started doing talk radio. Uh, and then I moved uh, to Vegas and I went national. Then I went to CNN. Uh, and I did local at CNN. I was doing afternoon drive on 680 the fan in Atlanta and I was number one in a matter of minutes. And then it, it just exploded when I got so huge there for my britches. Then San Francisco came calling, gave me all kinds of money. Uh, KMBR, the sports leader. So I went out there. I was number one there for a year and I did sports channel, uh, America TV and the radio show. Now the radio executives at the time at Susquehanna, uh, they did not like that I was becoming popular on television. They were in the radio business. They didn't like me going on TV every night and making all kinds of money. And I didn't care what they thought because I was number one in radio. So I was still doing my job. They wanted me to be number one. And that's what I did. And then they didn't want me to do TV. So I was like, F you, I'll do whatever I want. And then they didn't like it. And then they started giving me the business. And then they kicked me out of the radio station to do it. So I said, all right, we'll go do it at the TV station and I'm gonna keep doing it. And then they gave me more grief. And I finally, uh, when Mel Carmerson offered me Pharrell on a bench nationally, I told them to go Pharrell themselves and I'll see you effing later, nice knowing you. They carried the show in syndication for about a year, but the entire year that I did it, I made fun of the guy that ran the station and I called him all kinds of names and I drove him nuts, I drove him nuts to the point where he just finally canceled the show, which is funny because uh, years later, at some point or another, I was on there again. I don't know if it was with, see, uh, it was maybe CBS Sports Radio or Fox Sports Radio, one of them. I ended up back on there again and he wasn't there anymore. So all the people that had fired me and didn't like me and couldn't stand that I was being successful or gave me the business, I usually like to F with them and then, uh, and, and I love to drive them nuts. And then I love the fact that I lasted and they didn't. That's awesome. And they all, they all wanted to ruin me. And I actually uh, kept doing my thing and lasting. Longevity speaks volumes and they're not in the business anymore. That was, that's cool for me. But listen, you know the deal. I'm a cool dude. I don't, I don't mess with anybody. I've been nice to everyone my entire career. The lowest guy to the highest guy. I treat them all the same. And I think that paid dividends for me in my life and in my career. I never knobbed off the boss and didn't treat the producers and everyone in the 
business the same way. And if I was cool to everyone, I thought maybe I can just be a cool dude that doesn't get into all these petty, you know, BS games. You know, this business is filled with phonies and filled with uh, egos and uh, narcissists and people think they're real special. And I never thought that. I just thought that I was cool and the show was cool. And I thought people would dig it. That was it. Well, when you were Pharrell on the bench, I mean, that was so huge. It was. And at night, and those that weren't familiar and with the voice and everything, how big, were you even on oh, Letterman? Was. We had Letterman at Twice. that time. Okay, so how do you not let that go to your head? Well, I just, because I never, uh, I never thought I mattered. I just thought that I was a surfer dude that was funny and that was cool and that was hip and was with the scene and I, I know what people liked and the music they liked and I played a lot of music with the show yes. and I did a lot it's of underneath. I did all the music underneath the show and yeah. I played a ton of metal and yeah. I was friends with all the bands uh, I hung out Metallica hired me uh, I partied with Molly Crew, Guns N' Roses uh, every rock star ever did the show uh, and then I, I did all the taboo stuff uh, so I was doing gambling and the people then they treated me like I was a drug dealer uh, like I was a pedophile. So I did all the rogue, dangerous stuff that people just couldn't believe that I was playing Jesus Lizard on the radio or Godsmack. When, when I played Godsmack, you would have thought I was going to federal prison. The FCC sued me five times and I was 5-0 and oh against them. Not bad, but I, my lawyer hates me so much that he, he got rid of me too. After five times in court with me, he got rid of me. We're not friends anymore. But he saved my life. Now, you were on Howard 101. When Howard went from terrestrial to satellite, he was on Howard right. 100. He had you. He had Bubba. Right. That was totally different for, you know, on, on a format type right. thing you were on. What was that? What was that like for you, Scotty, being with, on, on one of Howard Stern's, uh, Howard oh, Stern's channels, you. my man? That was the best job I ever had. Uh to work for someone that gigantic, to have him call me and offer me a job, go with me to Sirius and do this uncensored Howard Stern channels, and being a part of that experience was the greatest nine years of my life. Uncensored radio, I got away with murder. I literally could have burned babies and fetuses on the air and no one would have done a thing about it. I could have urinated on the president of the United States and nothing would have happened to me. I was never in trouble. You have to understand, I've been in trouble my entire career and to never be in trouble was like being naked and swimming in the ocean, laying on your back and not having sharks eat you and just getting tan. I had the greatest time. I worked with idiots and funny people Idiots meaning they were so much fun to hang around with. Shuli, Jim Florentine, Artie, uh, uh, you know, Sal and Richard, um, you know, all the freaks, the high pitch Eric's and the, uh, you know, all the characters, uh, Sour Shoes, all those things to me were hilarity. It was so much fun and so much laughter, so much joy, becoming friends with Howard and Beth, my wife and I, going to Howard's wedding. Are you kidding me? Like, what am I doing sitting here with Billy Joel and Barbara Walters at dinner? And it was the most amazing experience ever. And I got to tell you, working for Howard, nothing ever came close to it for me. The best jobs I ever had, Howard 101, and I love doing Sports Grid. 
Awesome. Uh, Sports Grid's cool because I started with no one, and now it, it, you know, we got it. I got it to 60 million viewers, and then now we added Amazon Prime. We're up to 260 million viewers on a streaming sports gambling network with no viewers to 260 million viewers is insanity. And then I do it from home. So I have a TV studio uh, in New York City where I live in my home and I go down a flight of stairs to do the show every day. I don't drive in stress. Like I drove to New York City every day of my life in that traffic and the stress of it. I was an angry, road raging, stressed out, hating life guy. I mean, if you do that every day for 25 years, you'll lose your mind. You know, it, you know, it'll drive you nuts. If you commute from North Jersey to New York City every day, you'll lose your mind. You will lose your mind. When that took, you know, came out of my life, that nonsense, and I could just focus on going on every day live and doing a show for three hours and not worrying about all that shit, I was golden. And so I have so much fun because I talk gambling and no one's yelling at me. I talk about betting and no one's uh, suing me. I got, I'm, I'm talking about something that I love. I, I like talking sports betting way more than talking sports. I don't like sports unless I'm betting on it. I've always been a gambling addict and I bet on sports. And there, I've never watched a game in my life without action on it. There's only one reason to watch sports is, is if you have something on it. I think there's too much, I think there's too much sports. And so sports is way better when you got something riding on it. Last two. Is there a bucket list? Is there anything else that you want to do to maybe accomplish? Or you know what? You're going to ride this one out and just keep this gig? That's what it. about it, Scott? That's it. I don't, it's like I said, I, I want to, um, I just want to put my kids through college and then be done with it. Uh, I don't, I don't want to be the guy. Like I was at, I was at the fan and I, I was doing shows there for a long time. There were a lot of older guys there doing shows. And um, they were, people were making fun of them. And I heard it. And I never said anything. I just sat there and listened to all of it. And I was like, I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be that guy because it'll happen to me too. This guy's worn out as well. Get out. You're finished. You're done. You're old. You crutchy. You, your show sucks. I don't want to be that guy. My show is still badass. It's still cool. And it'll be badass and cool until I stop it. And then when I stop it, that'll be it. No one will ever be saying, that guy sucks. I want him to say, that guy was great. He was always good and he was always awesome. And until uh, the bitter end, he was as good at the end as he was at the beginning. That's really all that's left for me. I don't see any other reason to do it. I end, I end all my podcast like with this one on advice for a, you probably get this all the time a young aspiring right. broadcaster podcaster whatever it is you have made it to the top what is the best piece of advice you can give you know i there's a kid here that's uh, a couple of them that are just starting out and i said to them both one one of them i said uh just be unique be different don't be like everybody else be you and be unique Stand out. You got to do something different than everybody else. If you're just like everybody else, you'll never make any money in this business. You'll never matter. But if you're a freak or you're, you stand out, like we have a kid on our network that wears bizarre clothes and he has a bizarre hairdo and he's got like a mustache and he's got a, a mullet and he wears Elvis clothes and he goes to NASCAR races and he looks like an idiot, but he's the one that can make it 
because he stands out like a sore thumb. I said, never change. Never change. Don't listen to anyone tell you you look like an idiot because you're the one I remembered. No one else. They'll always remember the kid that stands out or that is different, unique, crazy. Be crazy. If you're the craziest dude in the room, they never forget you. He was great. He was great. I remember uh, on the bench, Scotty Farrell on the bench. Oh, my God. That was huge, huge. And I'm like, it was late at night. It was at nighttime show. And he had the music, the hard rock. And he had it playing under him. And he was just, oh, my God. It was like very entertaining. And like he was on David Letterman. I think he told me, what, three times there? I mean, he was huge, 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 huge. Now, he actually came in to our station. I wasn't there. I was the main sports anchor at Bay News 9. And a weekend guy, for a couple of years, he was a huge baseball uh, reporter, writer, Pete Williams. Pete Williams knew Scotty Farrell. And I think it was during spring training. Scotty Farrell came in. I wasn't working that day. It was on a weekend. It was the weekday sports anchor. But uh, he's been everywhere. And I loved when he was on Howard 101, the Howard Stern channel. Because when Sirius XM blew up with Howard Stern, when he came over, Bubba, Bubba the Love Sponge and his crew, shocking the puss and the stuff that they were doing, Oh my God, Manson Spice, Brent, and then uh, and Scotty Farrell, and it was great, and and then CBS Sports, I think it was CBS Sports Network, and and blah blah blah, and now like I said, he's in a great he's in a great spot. He seems happy. He doesn't have to commute into New York. He does it from his house, and he wants to put his kids through college. And it was just it was an honor. It was an honor. So Scotty, thank you very very much, man, because I knew how busy he was. And he saw me, he said he would do it, but he was real busy. And after like day two, I saw him day one, I think, or day two. I don't want to bother him, man. And I was just walking back into the convention center. He was already done with his day. He was carrying his sport coat on a hanger. He was looking fly, looking good. And he's like, hey, man, you want to just do that right now? I was like, yes. And I carried my stuff with me. Boom. He, he hung up his sport coat right there. We were in a hallway. Right there going down to the uh, media radio row or media row as they call it. And we just did it right there. And he was gracious, man. And just, I love it. I love it. I love to see a guy that's still doing it, staying true, true. You got to be able to, to be able to stay true to who you are and not always go the way management wants you to go. You, you got to be able to bring in ratings. Ratings equals revenue. If you're not, you you got to have leverage. And he, he's always had. He's always had the ratings. So then he's got the leverage. And I love that. And I love that. I love that. I love that. So I thought that that was really, really cool. So thank you, Scotty. Appreciate you. Um, we got a couple of big, 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 big names as well coming up in coming weeks. I don't want to start giving them all away now. Let me just tease you. You know what I mean? All I'm going to say is stay tuned. There is one that has Tampa Bay roots that is on the national scene now living in Vegas. And he was great. Um, oh, my God. There was. I don't want to start going down the whole list. I'll be here. There's no need. Just every Tuesday, the rock stops here. If you If you're not subscribed yet, hit the subscribe button. And that way you don't have to listen. But if that week it's somebody you like, or and I always tell stories, whether the interviews are six minutes, 10 minutes, 15, 25, 
35. I don't try to go too long past that. I've always got stories. So it was an incredible week. Now, if you've been following me, my wife wanted to move. And my daughter jumped on what my wife wanted. I loved where we lived. We put our house up. We got an offer right away without a sign. We had to set a closing date real fast. Okay. We bid on a house. It turned out to be a money pit. Once I paid for an $800 inspection, it's worth it. But like, damn. And that went up in smoke because there was this and that and this and that. I'm like, I'm moving into this, even though the neighborhood was good and it looked great from the outside. And so that fell through. And so right up until the night before late, packing, putting all of our stuff with movers in storage. We didn't have enough room. Rest of the stuff is here at my in-laws. We're staying at my in-laws. I'm very, very thankful to have in-laws, to be able to stay here. I'm sure they can't wait till we get a place. And so all the stuff is in boxes and it's all over the place and checks, books, and just, I mean, just everything. I don't know where anything is. And it all, and then boom. And then, ah, oh, the deal that was supposed to buy, this lady, is just that's all falling, falling through. So we don't have anything. And we have all of our stuff in storage, and that's where we're at. But listen, we're healthy. And I'm not complaining, man. I'm very, we're very, very fortunate. But when I got on that plane, I was exhausted. We put on a new roof in a week. And with materials the way they are, everybody's telling us we're crazy. We had to because we thought the closing was supposed to be this. The lady didn't have any place to stay and all that. I got on that plane, man. I had an aisle seat, and I was like, oh, I didn't care if I didn't get hardly any sleep. It was an early flight. I had to get up at like 5, 5.30, 5 o'clock or something, and, and uh, out to Phoenix. And once I got to Phoenix, hit the ground running. Now, everybody was laughing at me including the WDAE program director in Tampa, John Mamola. I know. I had never used Airbnb. I know. I got to be the last one in America. I get it. It was about time. I didn't know you couldn't check in until 6 p.m. So here I am carrying. I, did, I didn't do check your bags because that's a pain in the ass, but I have my backpack with my laptop, my, my podcasting gear, Couple, you know, had that type of thing. And then in my bag, I had clothes and I tried to do real, real light. But for four days, five days, it was kind of heavy, man. I was pushing it, you know. And so here I had to lug everything to the Tampa Convention Center because it's not like a hotel where, oh, can we check in early? Yeah, I know it's three o'clock. Is the room ready? Oh, it's noon. It's ready. Yeah. Put my stuff there. No, I was lugging. And then... I saw how far, it was probably like about eight blocks away from uh, from the convention center. And when you're carrying stuff, so I was, I'm not used to, I don't do cardio. Like I go to Anytime Fitness and I lift weights, I don't do cardio. And man, I did so much walking. It was good though. Even though my calves were tired, and my, you know, you get sore because you haven't been used to walking. I walked up and down those convention uh, floors because the media room where I was situated and that's where I stuck my my luggage underneath the table and I got myself a spot and then it was two floors down and a, a far away was where Radio Row now it's called Media Row because it's not just radio stations it's a lot of podcasts 
some teams. Everything is video. Everything is video. It's so funny because years ago, the NFL frowned. If you were in Radio Row, you did. they didn't let TV stations in there. They didn't want video. It was Radio Row. Now it's just the opposite. Every radio station does video. Every podcast is video. There's no audio only. Everything's video. And teams have their own digital teams, and that's video. Like the Jets, for example. And uh, so it's Media Row. TikTok. Uh, it's, it's interesting to see what's cooking, man, how the world has changed. It was very, very interesting. But I had to lug that. And I'm like, ah. And then boom, boom, boom. And everything started. And here we go. And a press conference was at noon or 1 or 11 a.m. Yeah. yeah. Arizona time. And I boom, boom. And there you go. Larry Fitzgerald. He's the ambassador to the area. They love Larry Fitzgerald in Arizona. Love him. He's a, he's a great man. And uh, so that was kind of neat. And boom, boom, boom. And then we're off. We're off to the races. And I was just banging out interviews all week long. It was really funny on, because it's kind of quiet on a Monday, but it wasn't that quiet because it was so busy. We're so past the pandemic stations and people are spending money and they're flying, they're staying in the hotels and they're doing the traveling. And it was, it was great to see. And so I nailed uh, a guy that I know, he was in last week's podcast, CBS Sports National. Zach Gelb, and he was great. And then I just said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to walk around. I'm here. I'm going to bring you behind the scenes. Let me just walk around. Nothing was planned. And I just started walking around. That was for my 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 uh, outro coming out of the uh, Zach Gelb interview. I just started walking around. And I'm walking, walking up. There was John Mamola from WDAE. I do some work on, or you know, I'm, I'm on two stations on 970, this Ryan Gorman show, and also uh, Pat and Aaron from uh, once a month. And that I was there for five years full-time, five years part-time, so I've got some skin in WDA. And I saw him there, and I just walking around, sat down for a few minutes, just what you got going on, boom, 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 all right, see you, John, kept going. Then I saw Tony Bruno. Tony Bruno is a radio, long-standing, he's a legend. He was big in Philly, then he was national, he did some work. He did some work even one time on WDAE. See, right now I am in my father-in-law's office. And he's getting a call. You know what? He's got the old line. If, if this is... I don't want to give away my father-in-law's voicemail. Let's... let, let If there's... If the guy leaves a voicemail, I'm going to stop it. Maybe, let's see if he, yeah, I, I mean, I'm thankful that I'm in my father-in-law's office because we're staying here now. I think it's okay. I think everything's cool. I don't want to give away, you know, it might be some private, you know, call and here I am podcasting. Sorry, Richard. Thanks for your office, Richard. He's got a lot of memorabilia up here, by the way. It's a nice, nice, nice home office. Okay. So anyway, I saw Tony Bruno and blah, 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 DAE. And I just, he goes, we live. I said, we're, we're taping right now. We started doing it and it was great. So it was great. That was, that was the first day. Um, then Tuesday, you know, it picks up. There's more people. Uh, and Tuesday night was the media party. You want to make sure you go to that one. This one was outside. It was at a farm, but it wasn't your typical farm. Oh, I mean, there were turkeys and stuff in cages. 
but it was farm to table. It was incredible the amount of food stations that they had. It started out with shrimp something. Uh, there was, uh, they had an Arizona flavor uh, with a couple of these things. And then, then you got to the meat, then you got to the chicken, then you got to the tacos, then you got to this and that. And they had pizza. They had a lot of desserts. I wasn't, you know, I'm going to open bar. You know, I'm going to crank out a couple of beers here. I'm not driving. But it was funny. I didn't really, I had maybe three or three. I didn't, it was funny, you know, because you know, I'm not going overboard. And it was kind of, it was a little bit nippy, but I didn't mind it. Some people were cold. They did have space heaters because at night in the winter in Arizona, the temperature drops, it drops about 30 degrees. And I love it because I'm still never, I'm never going to be used to the heat and humidity of Florida. I'm not. I, I love, I do love out West. I do love the dry climate. I know a lot of you don't. I know a lot of you don't. That's fine. I'm telling you me. I love it. I love the dry and I love the colder. So I was loving it. I was in heaven. They had a DJ. The DJ was loud and he was, he was, he wasn't letting songs play for the whole time. Like if you got a good one, you know what I mean? He was, and then he also was playing a little bit. He was okay. As the night wore on, two hours in, then there were some girls that were dancing going up there, but he was in the middle, but it was all outside. It was open. It was great. It was great. And they, they, they put you on a big bus from one of the hotels. I wasn't staying in a hotel. I had an Airbnb, but I, yeah, you go to one of the team hotels. Everything is in short walking distance from downtown. It was great. The baseball, the Arizona Diamondbacks, where they play, the Phoenix Suns, everything is right there. Right there. They also have a rail system, which I wish Tampa St. Pete had. I think that would help with this area growing as fast as it's growing like crazy. That would help. But it was, it was, it's a nice little downtown. It's not very big. Um, it's, I thought down, like downtown Tampa is bigger. St. Pete, if you combine Tampa and St. Pete, way bigger. It's not very big. And they're telling me it's grown, exp it's unbelievably. Um, but anyway, so the media party was good. Um, it's interesting. I, but anyway, I don't need to get into too many details. So that was neat. Oh, here's something that I saw that blew me away. And I'm sure it's going to become commonplace. It's driverless cars that can take pick you up and take you anywhere you need to go, like an Uber. There's no driver. There are these white vehicles with, it looks like a big black antenna slash camera on the top on the hood the, i mean the top hood of the car and there's like a little bit of different lights in the front and it's just a white vehicle black tires i noticed it when i went in one of the bathrooms and i noticed it on a stall and it was like waymo driverless you know transportation i'm like no driver okay and then when I would do my walk, when I would be walking from my Airbnb to the convention center, or I went back, store my stuff, I'm going to head back to go to the media center and maybe go out. I saw like three of them 
And I just, I'm not used to that. I'm just like, I'm noticing it. I'm like, look at that. There's no driver. And the car's just moving along through the city, taking you wherever you need to be. And I'm sure it's going to be coming to Tampa Bay or to wherever you're living. It's wild. But I always, I'm always, I don't know, man. I mean, I guess we will get used to it. Because look, for Lyft, for Uber, you're getting in a car with a stranger. When I was growing up, we were taught never get in a car with a stranger, right? Right? You'd never get in a car with a stranger, somebody you didn't know. Now you're always getting in a car with a stranger, with Uber and Lyft and whatever else uh, you take, right? So I guess I'll get used to getting in a car where there's no driver. But what if there's a glitch in the system? What happens then? You know technology. Is it always fail-proof? Doesn't it sometimes? Isn't there a glitch sometimes? What about that? Perfect example, Airbnb. So here I am at the convention center. I'm just crushing it, running around like crazy, trying to get interviews, doing things. I went on DAE for a little bit. Uh, Momo was like, hey, John, you know what? Can you do stuff? I'm like, yeah, sure. Ronnie's by himself today. I, I'll be back here. I was moving around, we did another show out of town, and then uh, just trying to, you know, garner interviews. Hey, how you doing? My name is Rock Riley. How you doing? My podcast, The Rock Stops Here. How you made it? You got five minutes? How you made it to the top? You know, when you pump somebody up, and like, how you made it? You're so successful. How you've made it? A lot of, lot of many people like to talk about themselves. Uh, it's not like it's X's and O's. It's not about anything. It's about you, man. You made it. And usually they'll do it. Usually they'll do it. There was one, and I won't say his name, and he was, maybe he was just in a bad mood that day. He was in a bad mood. And I interviewed him a long time ago, and I had a great experience. And I just, I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to stay clear of him. But everybody else was very, very cool. Most were very, very busy. I can't do it now, but I'll do it. I can't do it now, I'll do it. You know, and that's how it goes. You just got to keep on cranking. Oh, I can't do it now. Dang, dang. Oh, this person is bombarded by another person. Oh, oh, here's a PR person, a handler. I stay away from that because everything's by a book and it's all written down. What's your reach? Who are you? No, you're not on the list. No, no, you're not big enough. No, I'm not dealing with that. I just go strictly to the person. Hey, you got a, you got a minute, man? How you doing? And just go like that. So everybody that you're going to hear in the next uh, month and a half, two months, um, is just me going right up to him. No PR, no PR, nothing set up. Everything's on the fly, and it's fantastic. What, there's a couple that stand out, and I, I can't wait till you hear. One isn't even football. It's former Major League Baseball player that is, he was so good. Oh, my God, he's so cool. But anyway, so I, the Airbnb, but meanwhile, I... Like, I, I want to know, like, all, where am I going to be? Where is this condo? How come you can't give me any details? They give you details supposedly three hours before you can check in at six. Well, I was busy doing everything. I get back to the media room. It's 510, and I haven't seen anything yet. I go on my email. I go to the app, and I'm like, finally, you know, you, can, you can't call it was a company so yeah text or email and i was like it's 5 10 i haven't seen anything how do i get to into my condo and it was and a response came back you don't check in till six 
when the cleaners are done, we will we will give you details. All right. So now it's like 515. I I got the address. It's about eight blocks away. You know what? I better, this is where I'm going to stay. I do have a brother-in-law that works for the NFL, but I don't want to bother him. He's got his own stuff to do. He's high up with the NFL. He's at a team hotel. He's very nice. He would have let me, but that last time I'm going to do, oh, Andy, can I stay? Can I crash in your room? Like, come on, man. So I get all my stuff and I'm like, all right, let me make the trek. I'm lugging my suitcase. I'm lugging my my backpack. I, I walk the eight way, way. And what it is, is you get out of downtown in four blocks and all of a sudden, boom, there was a couple of homeless. There was also a couple of, which is fine. I mean, I feel bad for them, but there was also some shady characters and I'm like, fuck. And it was desolate. And then there was closed down building, closed down building. And then this old hotel looked like a flop house. And I'm like, shit. And then, but I got all my stuff, all my, what if my, they robbed me, man. And I'm like, what am I, I flew all the way out here. And so I'm holding my stuff and I get to the address and like, I can't get in because they won't give me any details. And I'm like, shit, this is how Airbnb goes. All right, and it's getting a little windy, and I'm just standing. I'm just standing. And a, a guy comes out, young guy. It turned out there was all young people, all single young people. There's no families that were in this condo, that they lived there. And a guy, young guy comes out, probably like 22, and he's got a dog. And I said, hey, man, so I, th- I'm staying in an Airbnb. And I, I guess they're going to tell me my details and he's like, oh, is it uh, Sonder? And I'm like, no, it's not Sonder. He's like, I said, check out my phone, man. And he was like a young guy. He had his dog with him. And he knows, you know, and he's looking. He goes, scroll up, scroll down. You should get some info. Hold on, scroll down. No, they're just telling you, they're showing you pictures inside the condo, but they don't have any details. He goes, well, once you get inside, they'll give you a code. You go inside. You'll go by the parking garage and there's a big thing there with like lockers and that's probably where you'll hit a code to go upstairs and that's where all my friends that I've known that have like had I was like oh okay so I'm there he walked his dog let his dog do his thing came back and how cool was this BC I had a dress I I had a dress shirt on dress pants my my black sneakers but I looked presentable it wasn't like and he goes, you know, and I had two bags carrying over my shoulder. He goes, you know what? You want to wait inside and then you can wait inside till the in the lobby here. He goes, I think there's coffee in there. And I, I already had a lot of coffee today. But I go, I go, thank you, man. And he let me go inside and I just sat right there. And I couldn't. So there's always a good Samaritan around. However, when you hear this other one. So I'm waiting. A couple comes down all tatted up. They're going to have pizza over in the lobby, around the corner, so they didn't have to see me. They were just doing their thing, and I'm just sitting there, sitting there. People are coming through. Boom, boom. Now it's like, it's 6 o'clock. I don't hear anything. 6.10. I'm like, um, it's past 6 o'clock. I still haven't gotten any directions. You know, it's unsettling when you've, you're way far away from home. You got all your gear you're carrying and you don't know how you're going to get into where you're staying 
and it's getting it's dark and you know what i mean it's a little unsettling but i'm just being cool and my wife called i was like man i don't know if i'm gonna do this again it's now like 6 19 and i still haven't heard from them and boom here came all the directions airbnb and i said emily it just came down uh, she goes i'll call you back i'll call you back later boom and here's my directions and so they gave me the code the same code to get in the building i was already in when you get in the elevator every time you went up and down for anyone that lives there because you're in the city you got to have a code and so i i i wrote it down on a paper besides my phone just in case i lose my phone or something happens i erase it by mistake and so i had it and i had it i'm like okay I go up, a guy comes on, he had little short shorts, and I said, oh, so this is where the code that I, you know, I'm staying, I'm Airbnb, and he goes, I can't believe they do that here. They do that here? And I'm like, oh, man, he's one of these guys. Like, he lived there. I can't believe they do that here. They do that here? That's how he said it. And I'm like, hmm. So I just punched in my code, hit floor number 15. He got off on seven, and he just like, hmm, twiddled out, like, hmm. And I'm like, oh, hmm. And, and I go to 1501. Then there's a different code. You hit the top button of the thing. There's no, there's no key or no swipe card. And then boom, boom, boom. And then the check mark, boom, boom, it opens, boom, and I'm in. And now once I'm in, oh, nice. Very modern, very modern, clean. One bedroom, a living room, big glass windows, big glass open door, and a little patio. No chairs in the patio, I don't care. I can see the city and the mountains. But you're really close. It was like a big square. So you can see in everybody's room, everybody's condo. It was hysterical. There was one girl that was living there. Another guy is over here. I could, whoo, what's that smell? Well, I smell some weed. I smelled weed. I smelled weed quite a bit in the, uh, in the city of Phoenix when I was walking. And especially in this condo. All young people who live in this condo. Hmm. What's that smell of wacky weed? But anyway, um, so, great. Now, there is a rooftop uh, uh, pool. Maybe there was a fitness center. I don't know. I wasn't going to press any more codes in case I was locked out. And again, there's not an owner that I, you know what I'm saying? I'm not going any, I'm just using the same code. I'm going to go from floor 15 and 1501 down to the bottom and out. And then back in, up, code, 15, boom, floor 15, 1501, code, in, boom, that's it. And that's all I did for four days. The same routine. And I did notice on the first floor they had, there was a, some girls and one guy in there and taking a yoga, a yoga. They would do yoga in the evening. Uh... I thought, oh, is there a little weight room or something like that upstairs? I'm not going to bother going up there. What if there's another car? I don't want to get stuck up there. But just like the Waymo, the driverless car, what if there's a glitch in the system? What if the system was down? How do I get in? 
how do you get how do you get into your place you know i was like "Eh." but all week nothing happened it was great it was great there was so i went to the media party on tuesday night i was free on wednesday my brother-in-law has a high ranking job in the nfl his office is on park avenue his office is here rg they call him roger goodell is right across, right next to my brother-in-law. And he was going to be there. And he, we said, maybe we'll try to arrange to see each other. He's great. I like, I get along with him. Andy, fantastic. He married my wife's sister. And he was bringing his daughter. His daughter is a senior in high school. She was going to come in the next day. And so, you know, he, oh, he came in a day after me on Wednesday. I was there on no, he came in on Tuesday. But anyway, make a long story short, I make it through the night. I couldn't on Monday night, but I really didn't sleep as much. I was almost like, I want to try to get so-and-so. I want to try to get this. I mean, this is why I'm out here. I'm going to do stuff for the Tampa Free Press. I'll I'll give a bucks. I'll see how that all goes. And it was easy with the Brady thing. And then uh, and then I want to get guests for the Rock Stops Here podcast. That's why I'm doing this. The national names to expand past Tampa Bay. So uh, and I was I so I didn't really sleep that good. I was just like I gotta bang this out. I gotta bang this out. Blah blah blah. So I got up real early every morning. It was up like at six, and I was just like, let's get going. I was always the first one in the media room every day I was there. Always first one. And so I started, I got there on Monday, uh, Tuesday, and I'm walking to the convention center. They have bomb sniffing dogs outside. The handlers are very nice, very polite. Everybody was in a good mood. You don't pet the dogs. You let them do their thing. No inconvenience at all. The line to get in, there was, it was, there, it was a record amount of credentials issued for media for this Super Bowl. Stations are paying to travel again. Podcast people are paying to go. It, it, was, it was cool to see. It was neat to see, but there's a little bit of a line to get in for security, but not much, not much. And uh, so I'm walking, I'm, I'm a block away. I turn a corner and here comes my brother-in-law. My, my wife goes, it's your Irish luck. She goes, she doesn't have it. I'm always having luck. And here he comes. We didn't have to arrange and text or anything. He's walking towards me. I'm walking towards him bright and early in the morning. It's probably like 7.30 in the morning. Nobody else is around. He's like, hey, Andy, Andy, we hug each other. How you doing? I said, oh, my God, the moving. It was crazy. He goes, I bet you when you got on that plane, I said, oh, my God, when I got on that plane, Andy. I go, I was the happiest guy yesterday in the media room. People, why are you so happy? You have no idea what I just did in three days. Put a roof on our house, a new roof, packed our entire house, got everything into storage, all in a two weeks, week and a half span. And here I'm, I'm in Phoenix. Are you kidding me? I, I'm a happy man. But we BSed a little bit. He said his daughter was coming in the next day. Tomorrow we'll try to arrange. Blah, 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 blah. All right, have a great day. Boom, boom, boom. Started my day and everything was great. So it was just... It was really, really cool, and it was just interesting to see. Now, one one thing that for me, it was kind of sad. It was former NFL players that are like my age. 
Jim McMahon. Now, if you're younger, you don't know who Jim McMahon is. But if you're older, Jim McMahon out of BYU was a quarterback for the Chicago Bears. I remember when he wore a white headband and he put Roselle on it. I think it was on a Monday night game. And at the time, I forget where I was, I put on a white headband and I wrote something else. <laughs> I did some type of prank somewhere. I was in the media. I don't know where I was. Uh, and I used to like Jim McMahon. Jim McMahon is in a wheelchair being pushed around. He was with Kyle Turley, former NFL lineman, who's only like 38 maybe, 40, big. And they both are in the uh, medical marijuana cannabis business. And they were making their rounds. But Jim McMahon, other than that, he looked like he had chew, he had sunglasses on. He looked good, but he was in a wheelchair. I think he's 63 years old. Earl, next day, Earl Campbell, the great Texas Longhorns running back. Houston Oilers, New Orleans Saints, Earl Campbell. He's in a wheelchair. He was in a, he was in a riding cart. That's what it was. He couldn't stand up. Um, now Carl Eller, he was with the purple people leaders, Minnesota Vikings. He's probably in his early seventies. I think he's in a wheelchair. I mean, these guys back in the day, they got more beat up, you know, and it's just like, damn, 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 damn. But you know, they were just happy to be there. A lot of former players, Dion, uh, Joe Montana was two days. Joe Montana was making the rounds. Uh, he looks fantastic. I can go on and on and on and on and on about the amount of name people that were there and everybody was cool. They know that they're hitting a lot of different outlets to get their brand out or whatever they're being paid to pimp. And anybody that's got a show is happy to get a Joe Montana or who else was humongous? Oh, who was the one that uh, I'm not paid to talk? Or you chickens? Uh, oh, what's his name? He was he's a lot thinner. Marshawn Lynch. He's a character. Um, I can go on and on, but some of the shows, the the big, the ones that are sponsored by the gambling, the the money, like FanDuel. That's where the money is. Caesar Sportsbook, DraftKings. That's where the money is going forward. It's not going to stop. Every state eventually is going to be legalized gambling. Gambling, you can gamble. Gamble is not taboo anymore. And the amount of gambling, the amount of betting that's going on, holy shit. And like Scotty Farrell said, young people, he's got, he's got a betting gambling show on Sirius sports grid. He's a big chunk of his audience is young people that are gambling. They love fantasy and are gambling. That's where the money is. The FanDuel set, they would switch out the set three times. There was the Pat McAfee show and there, there's always a lot of, entertainment going on there any big name guest was hitting the pat mcafee show and there was always 10 15 20 people watching shooting video you can get right up to it everybody was minding their p's and q's because you're credentialed nobody's going to act like an asshole and get kicked out so there was no instances 
Like everybody was behaving. Everybody for the amount of people, and it was packed. When I went, what Wednesday was when it really turned for me, and the amount of people. Like I'm used to a Monday, Tuesday, and then I went upstairs to Roger Goodell's State of the State press conference, and I interviewed somebody else. I was gone like two hours. And then when I came back down, I was like, whoa, it was like Grand Central Station. Like, how did this happen? I saw Jason Dixon, who used to work in Tampa. Now he's got a uh, managerial position with Sirius XM. And I saw Jason. I said, Jason, I was just gone for two hours. Holy shit. He's like, that's how it goes. Wednesday in the afternoon is when it turns. Then Thursday and Friday out of control. Um. I missed Poison's Brett Michaels. That, dang it, that would have been kind of cool. He seems like a good dude. Uh, on and on. I, I would I would be on here for hours telling you the amount of people who, who was there. Um, but anyway, so it's the Pat McAfee show. Then as soon as that show is done, they've got uh, four or five different people that take that set down and put on the next set. Oh no, the first, in the morning it's Kay Adams. She's very attractive, very petite, tiny little thing. She used to be on Good Morning Football. She's got her show, Kay Adams, but it's sponsored by FanDuel. And she's got, oh my God. Not only does she get the big guests, they had tequila, came out, set up a bar. This is in the morning. And we're offering tequila shots to anybody that wanted them. I, I first of all, I can't drink tequila. I got so sick as a freshman, 18-year-old freshman at St. Leo College on tequila at a bar, at a bar in San Antonio, Florida, a tiny little hole in the wall, walking distance from St. Leo. I was a kid, wet behind the ears. And I pounded tequila and I was so sick and I never drank tequila again. And so I can't drink tequila. But they were there was they were offering tequila shots, a bartender for the Kay Adams show in the morning. And she was great. She was coming out. She's very personable. She looks great. Anyway, so this Kay Adams show, then they, they ripped that set up and they put on the Pat McAfee show set. And then he does his thing and then they take that down. And then there's another set. Um, she's a blonde, very attractive. It's another show. There was another show, Hammer Down, D-A-H-N. I think it's one of the guys from Pat McAfee's show. They take that set down, put up another set. Like NFL Network, CBS Sports Radio, Pro Football Talk, NBC Sports, Peacock, Fox Sports Radio, um, the other shows, Sports Illustrated, they're not changing their set. FanDuel changed their set three to four times a day. Don't mind. I, again, I'm in my father-in-law's office here. We're staying at my in-laws, and he, I'm, he's getting calls. Uh, but anyway, um, don't worry. It's, it's not... I, 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 I'll just keep on going. But... Uh, but uh, that was that was interesting to see. That that was like the centerpiece, and then right next to FanDuel was SiriusXM. They have one, two, three, four shows: fantasy show, NFL radio, 
Mad Dog Radio. Yeah, four shows. Four shows. There was a big golf sponsor right next to them where you could go up and hit these golf with these fancy uh, clubs and it was videoed and it was in a big thing. That was right there near Sirius XM. Right next to that was CBS Sports Radio National. Jim Rome show was there. Jim Rome was doing his thing. I saw him a couple times. Just He just does his thing. He doesn't act like he's any big diva. Um, and then another smaller set for CBS Sports. Then NFL Network. NFL Network had so many different sets all throughout. They had it in Scottsdale. They were there. They were at the stadium. Um, and then you go to iHeart podcast set and then uh and then the big fox sports radio set but again all lit all with video cameras all a production not too fancy but everything is video i've got to start doing these rock stop here on video at least my intro my outro once we get a new place i'm at my in-laws now i am gonna set myself up with a back kick-ass studio i'm doing it i'm doing it and I'll just have to get with my guys. And then even if I do audio only with a guest, that's fine. And just pop it up on YouTube. Because every, I was talking to someone else about maybe doing something for them. And he's like, your video, right? And I was like, yes. I'll figure it out. He goes, good, good. Because we just don't do audio only anymore. I was like, I know. I know. I get it. I get it. I get it. And then you go down to Peacock, NBC Sports, or what do they call it, something else, uh, with Florio, uh, Chris Sims, and they've got a couple different shows, and then a fantasy show, I think there's a fantasy show there too, fantasy, fantasy, gambling, and then you go around, and there was a Boston station, they're regional, New England, and then you go around, then there was Sports Illustrated, then there was CBS Sportsbook, they've got an expensive, elaborate set, again, the money, the gambling cb no caesar's sports book um yeah then there was sleep mattress or something big sponsor they had some beds there and they must have paid a fortune to be in there and then there was tiktok tiktok had their two little sets they had a lot of people a lot of people working a lot of young and tiktok mamola had a good point he's like Look at the TikTok set. I wonder what that will be three years from now. It'll probably be something different. Andy, my brother-in-law from NFL Network, goes, it'll probably be the entire media room. I don't know. You think TikTok's going to be around that long? I, I, I don't know. It'll be probably something else. Something else. Um, And then you go to the one where... Sean King, I'll tell you that right now. Sean King is from the Tampa Bay area. He was a quarterback in, at Tulane. He was a Bucks quarterback He's been in broadcasting for a long time. He's got a show on a gambling network, and he lives in Vegas with his family. And that's sponsored by a gambling company. And they got a nice set and a lot of production. And he, he did an upcoming podcast. He was great. He was great. And then and then you go to uh, Yahoo, BR Gridiron, the, the Vaughn podcast, with Von Von Voncast Von Miller, he's got his podcast or oh, video. He was there. He had uh, a couple of big big names, Kittle, uh, when I was there, 
And then uh, there was another one. Nickelodeon has a set, and it just goes on and on. And then I'm, and then I'm. That's only the surrounding. Then you got the middle of one, two, three, four, five rows or so, and going all the way down as far as the eye can see, the size of a football field, packed with local radio stations and podcast video podcasts from around the country and world and country and just a beehive of activity and it was cool it was really 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 cool it was awesome it was awesome 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 i'm trying to think if there's anything else that i didn't get to um i wanted to let you know so it was neat now they don't feed you they don't feed you there at the combine they come out with a spread they give you a lunch. They don't. So I was running around so much and I'm like, look, the reason why I'm here is to bang out as many big names as I can. And I'm not here. That's what I'm here for. So I really didn't take time out to eat. I went to Chick-fil-A walking distance. The ASU, Arizona State University, has a campus not far from. It's right in downtown. And wouldn't you know it on a college campus? There's a Chick-fil-A. There's a Starbucks. There's two other eateries. And I would just get myself a chicken sandwich or a wrap. And one day I got the fries and that was at back. Because I was eating a lot of, they had muffins out in the morning and fruit. And I'm like, all right, well, I got to balance it out. I'll leave fruit. I was getting tired of eating fruit and drinking a lot of coffee. It wasn't healthy. And I was walking a lot. And then, oh, so I only had like three beers the one night at the media party. And then the next night I was free. And my brother-in-law's wife, wife, daughter was flying in. So I didn't want to bother them. Let them do their thing. You know, it's father and daughter time. So I'm like, you know what? And I was really tired because I had been tired going in. I hadn't slept much in, with the move. And then hadn't slept much. But I was like, I am not going to sit in my condo here. And so let me go out and walk. I like walking. Walking is underrated. I don't walk in Florida because it's so stinking hot. And I don't like walking on a path. It's boring to me. Uh, I like to be walking in a city because there's a lot of stuff to see. So I do like that. And my calves were tired, uh, sore. It was hysterical. And my back from like walking because I hadn't been used to walking. I'm in my car all the time. I'm so spoiled here. So I'm like... Uh, Screw it, man. So I'm walking again. I'm going to walk, 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 walk. Uh, and I, I maybe there's a grocery store. I asked the one guy of copies. Like, I don't know. It's called Fry. And they have security there. It was kind of shaky at night. Some dude was just going off. I think he had mental, you know, he had mental problems. But, you know, you got to be aware. But armed security. And, uh, but, so I'm walking around. I'm looking just for a place to eat. Cheap, cheap. I don't need a fancy restaurant. This is all on me. I don't have any big expense account. It's on me. I'm not going to spend a lot of money. And so I'm just walking, walking. Nothing was working, man. Nothing was working. Nothing was working. And I stumbled upon, oh, I got myself, oh, two sliders, two small sliders, like three bucks each at a beer garden. Like It was awesome. They were delicious. I'm like, okay, that takes care of my dinner. Two small sliders, hamburger, cheeseburger sliders. That they were very good. I'm like, okay, that's it. Now I got my meal. I didn't eat any salads, nothing like that, no greens. And uh, I'm like, now I'm gonna go for a beer too. 
And I don't want to pay a lot, nothing fancy. I don't need the heavy IPA and the very expensive. Screw that. I'll just go domestic. And I look up a sign that says Rock Club. I'm like, Rock Club? Rock Club? Like Rock and Roll Club? It's a Tuesday night? <laughs> or was it? No, it was a Wednesday night. I'm like, Pfft. I get up there. Now it was early. And I was like, look at this. They got a little stage. They got a bar. There was one spot open there. They got the booths, like the round, the half semicircle round booths that look like the old rock clubs, like I was in a rock club back in Jersey. Like, holy shit. Look at this. Perfect. What do you got domestic? There's cores left. Yeah, give me cores. Again, I'm not going to spend a lot of money. And perfect. And the, uh, the, the waitresses or barmaids had the mesh stockings or like the G-string type thing. Like it was the rock club, rock and blues club. And I'm like, this is perfect. And they're playing less rock music. And I got a young cu a couple next to me. He was cool. I, he, he wanted to know if I got a cigarette. I was like, I don't, I don't have a cigarette, man. If I did, I'd give you one. He's like, my, wife, my, my girl thought you'd have a cigarette. I don't have a cigarette, man. And then uh, there was a woman and then her friend and another guy here. And then over here there was a dude and his girl and some. And it turned out he was the lead singer. They had two lead singers in this band that was coming up to perform. And I'm like, live music. Perfect. So I stayed there for a couple of beers. I think I had four. And uh, they were rocking it out. The first song, it was a little like, hmm, damn. Because the place that I go to in where I live, where I did live, where I might be going back to live, neighborhood, they have live music Friday and Saturday nights. They change the And everybody that comes through is good. Good as hell. And I'm like, maybe I'm spoiled with this. But these guys were fun. They were great on the mic. They were busting balls. They were having fun. They did rock. They did one or two like fast-moving country and blues and raw it was great it was, and i was singing and just letting it loving it loving it and got out of there and it was a cold like maybe 40 50 degrees oh i was in heaven walking back and i'm like yes yes how lucky am i all right let me head back home head back in headed in and uh, and then we'll start tomorrow. We'll crank it out tomorrow. And we did. I did. And I want to thank all of my upcoming guests. They were great. You're going to hear them. You're going to have to tune in next Tuesday or anytime. Anytime you want. That's when the Rock Stops Here podcast drops. All right. Oh, my God. I have been talking for a while here. I didn't even realize. All right, guys. Listen. Thank you very, very much. I, I, let me see who I'm going to pick next. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. You're going to have to tune in. Thank you, man, for supporting me. It means a lot to me. It really, really does. And uh, and we'll see. And thank you to my in-laws for taking us in. And we'll see how long we live here. All right, guys. <laughs> Talk to you next Tuesday on The Rock Stops. Right here at my father-in-law's office.
Looking for studios in the Tampa Bay area to record your podcast? Radio Influence can help. With two studios on either side of the bay, Radio Influence has you covered. Engineered and produced by longtime radio professionals, achieve the excellence in podcasting that you and your listeners deserve. For more information or to schedule studio time, email us at contact at radioinfluence.com. Radio Influence, the future is now. 